Pastor Appreciation Day. So Pastor Matt and Pastor Crystal are senior pastors. You can probably come on up here. I feel like we've done this before. You should know the routine. So these are our senior pastors, and today's the day. It's biblical to uh, take time to recognize your leaders in the Lord, those who have laid down their lives and sacrificed, those who are uh, determined by God to lead us in the faith. And these are our senior pastors right here. So we just want to tell you as a church uh, that we just really appreciate the sacrifices that you guys have made all these all these years. And uh, we know that there's uh, things that go on that we don't even know and sacrifices that you both make that we never even understand or see. But we appreciate everything you've done and, and leading us to this place that our spiritual lives have grown so much. And then in, in this troubled world where everything is off center, you bring us centered back to Christ in our lives. And we just really appreciate that. So we have the Gusta Sins who are going to come up and say a word. Right in this per- portion right here. Perfect. Perfect. You're good. Yeah, I love it. Good. It's okay. Um, <laughs> do I go first? Okay. You go first. Um, I'm nervous. <laughs> so uh, when I was praying about um, what the Lord wanted me to share with you today, I was asking him for a verse, a Bible verse that really captures who you are as a woman of God and who you are as a Christ follower and that really describes your ministry and describes how you lead all of us women. And the, <laughs> and the Bible verse that God gave me was from Habakkuk chapter 2, and it's, um, but the just shall live by faith. But the just shall live by faith. And I know you know this, but I want to make sure everybody knows that faith is not just believing in God. Faith is trusting in and relying upon the promises of scripture. And so um, it's that, it's that uh, you have staked your life on believing God and who God says he is and believing what God's word declares. And that is what has rendered your faith immovable. That is what has rendered you immovable. And so... Um, I have watched you over the last few years endure some serious affliction and persecution um, of the hands of people who claim to be children of God. And, um, <laughs> and, and I have watched you remain immovable. You're, what you... <laughs> What you always say is, um, what you always say is the enemy doesn't have to destroy you. He just has to render you ineffective. And there have many, been many things that have happened in our church that could have rendered any of us ineffective, but you refuse to take your eyes off Christ. You refuse to stop the work that he's called you to do and, and you remain committed to being grounded in his church, to be grounded with his people, and to be immovable. And so for me personally, that's really blessed my heart, and our friendship has been such a blessing to me over these last few years. Um, I have really enjoyed just being able to be under your leadership. You are such a strong, capable woman, but yet you submit to biblical headship, and you you walk out biblical submission in such a God-honoring and God-fearing way, and that's the example that women need today. And and so I just praise God for that. I praise God that we have you as our women's pastor to to watch do that. And the other thing that God has really um, that God has used you to bless me in is um, 
just, you know, God's word so well, and you are so, so, so knowledgeable in his word, and you are committed to preaching against repentance, particularly to the lukewarm, but you do it with such love and with such compassion, with such mercy. Her heart desires truly to see every soul saved. And that has allowed me to really grow in my own ministry to actually have a heart for the lost and to be willing to be scorned and to be hated because at the end, you answer to him and only to him. And so on behalf of all of the women here, I just wanted to thank you so much for um, your servant's heart, for your sacrificial leadership, and most of all, for your immovable, unshakable faith. Yeah. <laughs> this is for you. It's for both of you. <laughs> Pastor. <laughs> what a calling that is. Um, you know, pastors uh, say they were called to be a pastor. And I believe you were called to be a pastor. But I don't believe you were just called to be a pastor. I think you were called to be the pastor of this church, our church. Um, I think that uh, you know, we're all very blessed that you have faithfully answered that calling. And that all of this is uh, here because you guys have have been faithful. Um, you know, and it's not easy. We can see that. We don't even see half of it. <laughs> I remember a, a while back at Man Up, one of our breakfasts, sitting around and looking around at the room and all my brothers and me. And I thought, man, we're the bunch of knuckleheads that, <laughs> that Pastor Matt is going to be judged on how he shepherded us. And I thought, whoo. Praise God for grace. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a saying that we've been saying for a few years, quite a bit around our church here, and that's uh, do it the Bible way, get the Bible results. And uh, that's really what I think of with you. You know, it's, um, it's evident in your life, uh, in your marriage, in your home, your kids. There's some good kids, by the way. Um, and in our church. You know, and um, it's just such a blessing that we uh, that we have you. Um, and you just think about, you know, you know um, the stories, but just looking out here at uh, because of this church, you know, think about um, the lives that have been redeemed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, think about the marriages that have been restored. Yeah. Um, you know, and our church as a whole that's here because. You guys answered the call to faithfully serve. So we love you guys. Very cool. Very awesome. Uh, Awesome. And I just want to say, and I want to, I want to remind you, it's important, important for me to tell you. Um, I know some of you are leaders. Some of you have never been in that leadership position. But either way, I think you can understand that uh, the higher you get, the higher up you get in leadership, the more and more people there are trying to tear you down and criticize you. And uh, you could probably, I mean, easy example is to look at social media. Um, any any post, anybody who steps forward, if you look at the comments, they're just nothing but people tearing them down. 
And so what I want to encourage you today is, is that as the world has spent all year tearing them down, that we as God's people can spend time building them back up and adding the bricks back to their wall so that they can uh, go through their lives. So I know some of you brought some cards and different things that are in the basket in the back. But I want you today that when service is over throughout the week, even throughout the month, I want you to take the time to tell Pastor Matt and Pastor Crystal how much they mean to you, how they've blessed you. Give them something tangible about the way that their ministry and the way they serve the Lord has blessed your life. And if you don't, if you can't, nothing pops into your head right now, think about it. Take some time to really reflect. And I think you'll see that every single one of you has something that you can encourage them with of how they've encouraged you. Amen. Amen. Okay, thank you. You may sit down. So, um, y'all missed out because you weren't at first service. So, uh, only very few people knew that this was going to happen, but Pastor John and Pastor Kaya from the Building Christian Fellowship are here. And they reached out and they said they want to bless Pastor Matt and Pastor Crystal by coming up and surprising them on Pastor Appreciation Day. And so uh, Pastor Matt and Pastor Crystal didn't know this. And so at service, we did all this stuff like this and we said a prayer. And then when they opened their eyes, uh, the butchers were right there in the aisle. And what you missed is you didn't get to see Pastor Matt ugly cry. So it was a success. He was totally caught off guard by the surprise. Huge blessing. But the thing is that we were talking about for the past month is that it's not only going to be a blessing for Matt and Crystal, but it's going to be a huge blessing for all of us to have our family from California up here to service and bless us. Amen. So I'll let uh, Pastor John fill in the gaps. Both? Yeah. Sure. I don't know what to do now. I didn't either. I don't know what's next. Jay, I don't know. Did you want to? We didn't even pray for them. Nothing. We did nothing. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's do this. You guys like an authentic church, right? <laughs> I can't help it. Pastor Matt and Crystal, come back up here. <laughs> Pastor Kaya, come up here. And I want you guys to just reach your hands out from where you're at. And we're going to pray over all of them today. And I'll just stand here like this. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I just thank you so much for the gift that you've given us of Pastor Matt and Pastor Chris, Lord God. Thank you uh, for the blessing that they've been to all of us. And Lord, I recognize that none of us would be in this place right right now. I certainly wouldn't be if it weren't for the influence of these two servants of you, Lord Jesus. I pray that you'd fill them with encouragement and courage to continue on their journey serving you as you've called them to to do, Lord Jesus. That they would never uh, be faint at heart and that they would always um, just give us the straight scoop. Give us your word, Lord God, that we may grow in you and be prepared for what happens next. Lord Jesus, I pray for uh, Pastor John and Pastor Kaya as well, Lord God. I'm so thankful that they could be here with us today, Lord God, and the way you've moved in their lives, Lord God, and the relationships that you've built with our churches together, Lord God. I don't know where we would be without these things that you have done, Lord Jesus. God, we are just so thankful for these leaders um, in you, Lord God. I pray that they would always be encouraged and strengthened and always point us towards you, Jesus. In your holy name, amen. 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 Praise God. Oh, yeah, we can. We're just, we're doing stuff a little different, I guess. 
Let's put you right here, like that. Right here, like this? Yeah. And this is your uh, left lateral limit, and that's your right lateral limit. <laughs> Roger. And you're, you're getting a tight shot. You're getting a... <laughs> you good? All right. So we just, before we start in with the word, uh, the butchers wanted to give you guys a gift yeah. for Pastor Matt and Pastor Crystal. And can you, can you read that yeah, for me? So it says, Pastors Matt and Crystal Cachunas, I thank God whom I serve, as did my ancestors, with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers, night and day. 2 Timothy 1 and 3. Yes, yeah, so we want to give you guys that. And remember that you're loved and that you're celebrated. We love you guys. Praise the Lord. You guys ready to go? Because, I mean, praise God. Well, first of all, good morning, everybody. I want to say good morning to Faith and Victory, the family here, right here on campus. I want to say hello to everybody that's virtual right now, that's online, on YouTube, whatever media platform you're on. We just praise God for the avenue that we have to reach those right now that aren't able to be here during this time during Covisha. If you guys, we call it Covisha in California. Just want to let you guys know. It's COVID. Yes, the COVID stuff. So right now, um, if you guys don't know who I am, my name is Pastor John R. Butcher, Sr. The R stands for random. I'm going to be very random today. If you guys haven't seen me before, I promise you, my name is John R. Butcher, Sr., even though I may look like Francis Chan, I'm not Francis Chan. Okay. And right now, a bunch of you guys are like, who's Francis Chan? You're looking on your phones like. Yeah, I, I, I get common all the time, too. I'm just I'm racially ambiguous, ambiguous. Praise God. But no, before we uh, start, I just want to say thank you to. Faith and Victory, my family here for praying for me through some trying, tribulating times. Praise God. Your prayers, the, 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 the prayers of the righteous availeth much. God has healed me. He has kept me going. Um, my, I mean, when I say miraculous, you guys, I'm talking about a miraculous healing. God has touched me. I remember when my wife reached out to my brother and, uh, just, you know, right now we just try not to get emotional. But yeah, I'm not going to get emotional. <laughs> as I laid, as I laid uh, on the, the gurney of the uh, ambulance, I couldn't, I couldn't talk. So I was having this stroke. And I know the first thing that my wife would do is call, call Matt, call Pastor Matt. And he immediately gets on the phone to all the intercessors, all the prayers, the whole Faith and Victory family. People were praying. Uh, they, uh, they came, people came down to see me uh, while I was in the hospital. It, it was just, this is what family's about, you guys. I, I just, I, if you're not involved with a church community, I don't know what you're doing. Saints of God, I don't, I don't want to sit here and, and preach about something, but do you guys know what a skin tag is? You know, a little skin tag, a little mole. Yeah. It. What does it? Purpose. What purpose does it serve? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Don't be a skin tag Christian. 
If you're going to be a part of the body, be an arm, a leg, uh, an eye, uh, or lack there of hair or something. But don't be a skin tag Christian. Be a part of a body because you know what? When one mourns, we all mourn. When we, when one rejoices, we all rejoice. And that's what it is. Praise God that, that God gives us the body of Christ. Amen. And, and, and I, I'm, I don't want to get ahead of myself and, and I know that the, the, uh, the scripture that we saw up there and all that title was one thing, but praise God, we just heard it. It's, you're called. You've been called. And, and I just want to get you guys ready for today and just, just so that you know, please listen. Part of my stroke that I have, I have, a speech impediment now and I can't really remember some things sometimes but the the man that I am today is not the man that I was before you guys understand that because I used to be able to do math I'd be able to do this I could do all that but because of the stroke things have changed I've changed but the call of God in my life hasn't changed you guys you guys understand me I, I maybe I would still be in a bed not being able to move or talk, but at the same time, the change, the, the call of God in my life has not changed. And that's not, and that's, that's for everybody. When God says he's given you a call, he's not going to take it back. No, no, no matter what circumstances, what situation, no matter what hits you in your life, the call of God will never stop in your life unless you decide to quit. Amen. So you guys, today is Pastor Appreciation Day. If you guys didn't know that already, then what we've been talking about it for the last 15 minutes. And, and today, I just want to make sure that when I heard that we were going to come up here and uh, participate in Pastor Appreciation Day with my friends, I wanted my family to come up here. And I want you guys to see a picture of the Cretunas slash Butcher family. This is us in California. That's sunny California, okay? The home of... The, the, the anointed 49ers. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. No, but I want, I want you guys to see something. Okay. Because as I look at this family here, and this is, this is our family. This is our family. It's not two different families. It's one family. And we have light skin and dark skin. We have in between, which is me. And... But watch this. We love each other. We are Christians first. Then we're family next. Right? And then after that, there's something else. I don't know what else they call, but it doesn't matter. We, we love each other because we're friends. Okay. Now the, the problem is with churches, watch this. So many of us just want to be brothers and sisters. That's not scriptural. You know, oh, this is my brother here. Oh, this is my. You guys know you don't you don't have the say in who your daddy is. Yeah, that's right. But you have a say in who your friend is. Yes. Come on, you guys. Yeah. The Bible says that a friend sticks closer than a brother. Yeah. I have friends here that have stuck by me through some difficult times. And have stuck by me through all these things that we've gone through. And still, now, now I'm just talking about me. I'm not even talking about y'all. Because I'm going to talk about y'all in a minute. But they have stuck by us because our relationship and our love for one another is, is, it surpasses any 
friendship, I mean, any uh, family issues. We're friends and we'll always be friends. A brother is born for adversity. Amen. Amen. And I know I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. You guys pray, just pray with me so we can just, just pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you right now. Lord, we thank you and we give you honor. We give you praise. Lord, we thank you. We welcome you in this place right now. Lord, we welcome you in our hearts. We welcome you right now in our minds. We thank you that our ears are open to hear your word. Our hearts are prepared to receive the engrafted word of God, which will save our souls. Lord, we thank you that today we will not leave here the same. We will leave here chastised, challenged, and changed in the very presence of God. So we thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I also wanted to uh, give honor to where honors do and my wife really doesn't like dogs too much but I just want to give a little honor to a, a family member that has passed away and that's uh our good friend uh Ranger. Yeah. We really love Ranger. You guys don't know. This is it's a lot to us, okay? We love Ranger. If you don't know who Ranger is, Ranger is a member that has gone uh on to be with the Lord. Praise God. <laughs> and Yes, and we, we're not, we're not dog people. I'm sorry. We're just not dog people. But Kaya had a really good, um, relationship for, for Ranger and she used to call him rescue. And, and we, we miss him, but that's just what family's all about. Amen. Now let's, let's, let's get on and we'll just do some talking here about what the word of God says. And when we show honor, you guys, to one another, we are actually taking on the DNA of God. When we honor each other, we are taking on the DNA of God. When we honor our pastors, we take on the DNA of God. That DNA of God is who he is. It's the love of God, not this worldly false agape love. We're talking about the real love, the DNA that that is in him. It's who he is. When we have that DNA of God, we will honor each other. The Bible tells us that in a great house, such as FVC, this great house, this great church, he says that there are of vessels of honor and dishonor. There's some made of wood, some made of silver, some made of uh, clay, and some of gold. Yeah. All right? Now, sometimes this is the problem. What the vessel is, is like, some of us are like, well, I'm not gold. I'm, 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 I'm from the, the hood area. I'm from the trap. And all I, and all I am is made of, of uh, clay. And some of you guys around here is like, well, no, I was brought up very well. I have a sp- silver spoon in my mouth. I'm a, a vessel of gold. Well, it doesn't matter what you're made of. What you're made, made, what's, what matters is what God puts in you. See, the, what makes you dishonorable is when you don't give out what God has given you to give. So as, as Christians, we, it's, look, look, I don't care what this vessel of clay is made out of. It's that I need to be a vessel to be opened up that God will pour into me that DNA, that honor. And when I'm filled with this content, I'm able to turn and pour out that which God has given me to pour into another vessel so that they will give, so they can get what God has given me. And guess what? That's why David said, my cup runneth over. Why? Because I keep giving out. I'm, I'm poured out as a, as a drink offering unto the Lord. And every time you keep pouring out honor to those that give on, that need honor or deserve honor, God will keep putting honor in you. You understand that? So it's not about what's your content. It's about what you being content. It's play on words. Amen. Now. I want you guys to turn with me to a very uh, important scripture. 
And this scripture right here will solidify God's word coming to his church today. Amen. John chapter one, verse six. And it says this, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. Yeah. You, you guys are going to have to enjoy yourself today, okay? That are random. I just, random stuff happens. It just happens. So just now that you know that God sent me, and my name is John, I'm, I got a word for you today, amen? Amen. So let me just, just explain a few things to you guys. Here are a few things on today, on today, that will break a pastor's Spirit. You guys want to know this? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys know. Okay. Let's talk about a few things that will break a pastor's spirit or break a heart, a pastor's heart. This is what this breaks our heart. Murmuring. Discord. You know what discord is? If you don't know what it is, turn on CNN and CNBC. You'll, you'll see what's going on around in the nation. Division breaks a pastor's spirit. Gossiping will break a pastor's spirit. Liars. How about this one? You probably never heard this word before. It's it's a Greek word. It's hard for me to say it, but lukewarm people. Was that a Greek word? Lukewarm people will break a pastor's spirit. You know, you know, God don't like lukewarm people. You guys ever heard the scripture? He said, if you, I wish that you were hot or cold. He said, I need you to be one or the other. But then guess what we end up doing? He's like, listen, because if you're lukewarm, if you're in the middle, if you're straddling the fence, if you don't know what side you're on, if you don't know if you're uh, red or if you're blue or if you're a uh, Republican, what, what do they call it? What does uh, Donald call it? Bloods or Crips. I don't know what it is. You want to, you straddling the fence, whatever it is. God said, I will spew you out of my mouth. Lukewarm, unreasonable people break a pastor's spirit. Unfaithful people break a pastor's spirit. Rolling eyes. You ask Chris, uh, Pastor Crystal. Because I've watched even with my wife. They're dealing with women. It's, a, it's like a whole different type of ministry. I praise God for the women's ministry. I do. I pray. I, God bless y'all women. God bless you. I'm glad I don't have to deal with them. It's like my wife deals with them. But you know what I see a lot of times? I sit back, I stand back and I look and I see even more than men. I see how women will just roll their eyes at leadership. Mm, mm, mm. Another thing that breaks their spirit is hurtful words. You know, sometimes when we even say things to our pastor, can I, can I, I'm, I'm just going to share it. Okay. I got, I'm going to stay, I'm not staying in line. Okay. You know, sometimes you think things are funny. They're not funny. I don't know about you, but you know, sometimes the uh, you go to one of the pastors and I'm not just talking about the senior pastors, but they say something like, oh, pastor, you were a little off today. Yeah. 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 You don't know 
what he's heard from God, what he had to deal with all week, let alone probably had to deal with you. And then you're the, oh, you think it's funny to say things to a pastor, let alone a senior pastor who you don't even know who he had to sit down and talk to and counsel all night. And then all of a sudden he gets up and he preaches everything that's in him. He's tired. And then you say, <laughs> yeah, you, you was a little off today, pastor. Hurtful words will break a pastor's spirit. It's not funny. You know, sometimes, saints, maybe because you didn't get it, you want to turn around because you didn't get it. And now you want to say something to another pastor. Uh, I'm I'm not, okay, it's a little, it's a little, let's be a little positive. Okay. How about a few, a few things that will bless your pastor's spirit? Let's talk about that. Okay. A loving word. Hey, pastor, you look really good today. You look really handsome with that beard on your face, that full beard that you can grow. You still have hair on your head. Yeah. And I'm older than him. Okay. I'm older than him. I can't even get a full beard. You guys pray for me afterwards. Anyway, a kind thank you. Pastor, thank you for just being you. How about a call in the middle of the day? Hey, pastor, I didn't want anything. I just wanted to check on you, make sure you're doing all right. Can I come mow your lawn today? Okay, there was two people. There was, there was, there were two ladies that said it. What about a card for no reason? How about an invite to dinner without ulterior motives? Hey, pastor, let's meet. Um, I'm going to pay for it, but I got something I want to talk to you about. Yeah. What about a well-placed amen when the pastor says something? Come on, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. You guys, sometimes you just need to just amen for no reason. Amen. How about a love offering that will bless your pastor's spirit? You know, it doesn't have to be October or November to just bless your pastor. You know, sometimes just out of your heart, you know, the goodness, the, the goodness of God and being a cheerful giver. You know what? I want to go ahead and just bless my pastor with something. It's, it, that's what we need to do. What about people who volunteer? Man, people that volunteer, bless your pastor's spirit. Faithfulness on Sundays. Man, blesses the pastor's spirit. I'm getting excited because as a senior pastor, as a church planner, when when you're wondering, did did somebody in the children's ministry show up today? I don't have to worry about that because guess what? These people are faithful. You know why? Because they serve a faithful God. You know, it's funny that how could you, how could you serve a, a, a faithful God and then be unfaithful? I, I, I'm going to get some of y'all mad here. Sorry, but I came to preach to them. I'm just saying. It's all right. But maybe we're evaluating ourselves today. Doing what you say you'll do will bless your pastor's spirit. You know, how many times, how many times have you said, yeah, I'll I'll do it. And then you go, "Uh, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it. 
Yeah, that's some of those things. We got to just make sure that we bless our pastors, uh, our hearts and their, their hearts and their spirits. And, and today I find myself this morning um, in a unique situation because today I'm blessing my friends. I've been to other places where I've, I've known some pastors. Um, I know them. I, we, we have relationship, but today is unique because these two are my friends and I wanted to make sure that I wanted to be here to honor them. And I wanted my family to come out to love on them, to honor them, not just for who they are, but for the sacrifice and the and 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 the uh uh the burden that God has given them called the local church. Yes. I want to honor that. Now now yeah, yes, I, I I stutter, yes, I've got some sickness, yes, I've had these other, but right there, that doesn't pale in comparison to what they have done for the Lord. Yes. And I want to give honor to where honors do to my friends. Now, I, I want to let you guys know something about my friends. And if you don't know this already, these two are lovers of people. They are lovers of people. And guess what? You can't be in ministry unless you are lovers of people. I don't see how some of these pastors do it. There are pastors in this town. And I hear about it. I'm not even from this town. I won't tell you who told me. But... There are pastors that their job, their whole job and mindset isn't people. It's just getting the seats filled. You guys, you guys hear what I'm trying to say? But these two love people. Another thing that I want to let you know about these two is this. It's not just about him as pastor. It's about the team. It's about both of them. You know, when you think, and if you ever just think of Pastor Matt, you have to think of Pastor Crystal. They are a team, Batman and Robin. Okay? Yeah. But we have to think of them as a team. It's We want to give honor. We don't just give honor to the man or just the woman. It's them together. The two shall become so when one hurts, the other one hurts. When other one rejoices, the other one rejoices. When when Pat, Matt, Pat, Pastor Matt said it today, he said, listen, he goes, listen, man, as long as you honor my wife, you're honoring me. And that's what we're doing today. We want to make sure that we're, we're giving honor to the pastor of office. I mean, the office of pastor to the Crichunases. And I, and I love that we are honoring their office today. They both do it together. I've seen both of them because I've watched them through many years. I've known them both to be the kind of people that will cry in the wee hours of the morning just because they love people. I know there's been times that I've, I've, I've prayed and there's times that Pastor Matt and Pastor Crystal, just because of y'all, have sat down and lost tears and sleep because they love you guys, do you guys hear what I'm telling you? Because they love you. How many people, how many church members will do stuff like that? You might cry for a few people that you might know. You might cry for some people in your small group, 
But you're talking about senior pastors, the church planners who cry over the whole church. Does that sound like a a Jesus that sat down and he looked over Israel and he wept? He didn't weep just over the apostles. He didn't weep just over the disciples. He wept for Israel. He wept for the church. And that's the the pastors that you have. They weep over all of you because they love people. I've seen them both give out of their own pockets for the church and for the people. Now, I, I need to remind some of you guys that may have only been here a few years, but um, what, what do we call the the, the, warehouse. the warehouse? That was a long time ago. It, we're talking about we're talking about church planners. It wasn't a, there wasn't a time everything was beautiful and nice and we have other buildings and all this. That's great. But what about when they first started? They gave of themselves when they didn't have anything to give. Oh my God, help me. You know, Jesus gave everything. He lavished everything out upon the people. It only took one drop of Jesus' blood for all of us, but he said, I will lavish and pour out all my love upon the church so that he was empty. I don't know if you understand what sacrifice is. I don't know if you know what sacrifice is, but there were times when they had nothing to give, but they found something to give and they had, they had nothing because they love people. I've seen them provide when others could have, but wouldn't. Praise God. I, I remember the vision when we, we were first getting ready for this building. I remember it. Remember, we went big, believing in God. Remember that whole thing? Yeah, and, I, and watch this. Watch this. This is because that can I, if, I can just share some share a few things. When a pastor casts, casts a vision and he gives a vision, it's up to you to catch it. He's already throwing it. You're standing at the plate, and he's, he's literally giving you the vision. It, he didn't just go, this is the vision. He had all these steps. He, he made sure that you saw the vision. He made it plain. He wrote it upon tablets so that you could read it, so that they that could read it could run with it. He gave it to you, and he said, this is what we need to do. This is not my vision. This is God's vision. God made me a visionary, and me and my wife are casting a vision that God had called us to do for faith and victory. Why? Because this is what God wants to do. But God says, listen, I'm not just going to give you a lottery ticket. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. God uses people... To make sure that the vision is fulfilled. And do you know that during that time, those times that there are people that literally did not understand the vision. They didn't catch the vision. And they didn't, they didn't, they, they were like, well, I hear what you're saying, pastor. And then some people want to talk bad about a vision and then they get their own vision and then it becomes die vision. And once they turn to die vision, I, 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 come, come on. yeah, I, I am, I am, I am. I'm, I'm not trying, I'm not, listen, I'm literally not trying to get on a soapbox, but I just want to be, I just want to be clear. I want to be clear with something. Okay. 
If you're not in line with the vision of the church, it's okay. If you don't like the vision of Faith and Victory's church, it's okay. We love you. We love everybody. We're lovers of people. The pastors are the lovers of people. And because you don't agree with the vision, then it's better that you just find another vision. Instead of sowing division. It's just easier to look and go, you know what? I don't agree with your, your vision, pastor. So I think it'd probably be better that we just split. But instead, what most people will end up doing, they want to throw a hand grenade in the middle of the church and divide everything up and it cause chaos inside the church. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm just trying to tell you as a senior pastor, I see it all the time. And, 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 and if you guys don't know this or not, me, pastor, pastor Matt and I are friends, but sometimes I need some counseling. I was like, because this dude done pulled a hand grenade out and threw it in the middle of the church. Just, it's okay, you guys. We we love on you. But I've I've actually seen these two, both of these two, prepare for services as if there was only going to be 10 people or 1,000 people. It doesn't matter to them. Because I know Pastor Matt doesn't need, he don't need to be up here and, and, and preach. And Pastor Crystal will go anywhere to preach. She'll get up in a second, just like you saw during service. She's going to come up and snatch the mic. (laughs) Thus saith the Lord. (laughs) You guys, you guys, y'all watch out for these prophets, prophets, prophetesses. We used to call her prophetess Barbie is what we call her. But it doesn't matter for them because you know what? It doesn't matter who they're preaching. Because when Kovisha was going on, he kept preaching. You guys know what Kovisha is? The Rona? When the Rona was going on, Pastor Crystal still prophesying. And then now when most people are coming in and everybody's coming back into the church, they're still preaching. And whether you guys don't know right now, and as I'm preaching right now, there are people and there are new members of Faith and Victory Church that they just haven't been here yet that have heard the word of God, unadulterated, straight, laced, no chase, that's being preached to them. And guess what? There's going to be a time that these walls are going to have to break open because all these houses are going to have to go because we're going to need a bigger parking lot. I'm telling you right now. We're going to get rid of the naysayers down the street. Was that a word from the Lord? Be gone. I've seen the disappointment in their eyes and I've heard the disappointments in their, their, their voices when people leave the church. I hear it. It, 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 it hurts. You know, it hurts when you've poured and invested When you've poured and invested into people because you love them. You know, when you love people and you see them do wrong or they're doing stuff, stuff that they shouldn't be doing. But because you love them so much, you've given everything that you've had and you give to them. And then all of a sudden they're offended or upset or whatever. And they and they leave and you sit there and you're like, can can I just share as a pastor? Just as a pastor. It hurts. 
to watch somebody walk away. Now, now, now if you guys are anybody into investing, anybody into investing, a couple people, if you haven't, you need to be. But anyway, you get your money, you take your money and you put it into something you believe in. You take your money, something that's worth value, your life, because money, your money is your life. And you put that into something you believe in because you think whatever you're putting that into, you believe in because it's going to give you a return. But when you just, you keep pouring out and you pour out and you're, you're putting something that's worth life into them. And then all of a sudden they crash and they go somewhere else. It hurts. And that's something that they can't get off. See, the people in church, they, they'll, they'll forgive you in a second. They'll be like, oh, we'll still be friends when they're somewhere else. But for the pastors, it hurts them because they've invested into other people's life. But you guys, there's something about real pastors. I got to say it that way. There's something about real pastors. Because, you know, right now, they're just how the, the dictionary, Webster's dictionary changes everything now. You got, I don't know about you, my age, I remember what, I remember when Barney and Fred had a gay old time. What, what happened? Did things change? And some of you, they're like, well, who's Fred and Barney? It's the theme song. Somebody, you guys, you guys know what I'm talking about. Real gay, a gay old time. Where am I? You got, <laughs> little young, you don't, you don't, because things change. But these are real pastors. These are people that love the Lord. This is, they're not fake. They're not like some of these pastors that have been out in the world and they're talking about this fake, false agape love because they don't real, they don't, they don't, they don't, Commit with their own wives and go out and be with other wives or other other women. On other, no, I'm just I'm in sales because they don't hold fast to their commitments. But these pastors are real pastors. There is something about these real pastors. If they did this for money, they would be amongst the greatest fools in this world. If they did it for fame, they would be the saddest persons in this world. But they do it because of the call of God on their life. Now, I know the disappointments of a pastor. I still feel the call of God strong in my life. So do they. But there's something in their lives that will keep them. There's something in their lives that I'm trying to say this the right way. There is something so strong in their life that couldn't keep them from the call of God. There is nothing else they're going to do in their lives. I'm sorry. Three years from now, when it's 20 years, they're like, okay, we're done. Pastor Jay, we're going to head out because I just got this acceptance letter from a church down in Georgia. They're going to pay us $300,000 plus parsonage, plus this, plus that. We're just going to go out and, you know, uh, Gabe and, and Faith, you guys are going to have to just do whatever you got to do because we live in our best life and we're going to George. Hirelings. And see, you have pastors here. They're like, look, 
come hell and high water. You need to understand that one day, one day, Pastor Matt will stand here and, 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 and stand why his daughter's being married to another man of God or why her son is being married to another one right at this altar. The one day that Pastor Matt or Pastor Crystal will be buried, funeralized right here at this altar. Why? Because they are in it to win it. They are called of God and this is the place that they belong. It's that parcel, it's that part in that parcel of what separates a man called and a man that it desires. It seems that men who desire the ministry and who are called to ministry are different. Men who desire can always quit. A lot of people say, yeah, you know what? I, I'm, I, I feel, I feel uh, the desire. I want to be, I want to be a preacher one day. Uh, he, even Pastor Matt, even Pastor Matt said when he was younger, he was like, I wanted to be a pastor. But you guys realize that God, the call of God on his life came before the desire. There's a difference. See, some people say, I have a desire to be a pastor. And you see this all over. People want to be famous. That's not what he wanted to be. He said, I want to be called. There was a desire that God placed in his heart. God got on the main line. Some of you guys don't know this. Jesus on the main line. Oh, all right. Okay. Okay. See, Jesus called him and said, listen, this is a calling that's been placed in your heart. Once that calling happened, he developed a desire. And then God said, okay, I got that desire, but now guess what? It's not good that man should be alone. And he had another woman standing up in San, in San Antonio that was just waiting for him at a tan salon. <laughs> Prophesying. She didn't even know it then. Prophetess Barbie. <laughs> See, first and foremost, you guys have to understand they cannot quit. They will never quit. You know, you may quit, but they're not going to quit. They, you know, some of y'all will quit on them. You know, the best thing that can happen is, is that you and your pastor get in a good fight. An argument. I need to say that right. It's good because you should be able to disagree. And at the end, you submit. They don't want to hear that. That's just real. Because at the end of it, you've gained a brother. Is what is, that's what the Bible does say, right? Yeah. Now, look, as a, as a pastor, I realize, uh, first and foremost, as a man, I have my ups and downs, my ins and outs. But there is a call of God upon Pastor Matt and Pastor Crystal's lives. There is a call of God on their lives that drives them to um, onward and upward to fulfill that call of God that God has given them. It moves them beyond mediocrity and helps them strive for excellence. There's so many people nowadays that are, they just, they're okay with the, the, the norm, but no, God wants us to be excellent. If you look at the house of the tabernacle, the tabernacle that God uh, desired for uh, his people to be in, it was beautiful. He had the best everything in there. Everything was, you, you guys know how Pastor Matt is about stuff. But God drove them to the call of God so that they could be that chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that they should show forth the praises of him who called 
them out of the darkness into the marvelous light. The call of God happens before the desire. Now, some of y'all in here may want the job. It may have a great benefits, but unless the phone doesn't ring for the interview, you ain't getting a job. Many are called, but few are chosen. Few are chosen. Folk, look, you need to appreciate your pastors. It is good for you, but it's better for them. Amen. Amen. Scripture tells us that the pastor is a gift of the church. Okay? A pastor is a gift to the church. How many people like gifts? Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad you're Because we're about to give out some gifts right now. I'm just joking. Listen. I know I love gifts, and I know my, my uh, son's going to be upset about this, but the main reason why people love Christmas so much is because it's an opportunity for you to get a gift. Yeah. Most people love getting gifts, not giving gifts. <laughs> yeah, okay, we got a couple of people. Now, I remember one year, my youngest son, uh, Judah, he saw this toy. Um, he wanted it so bad. It was called Amiibo. And it was uh, a nice little remote controlled uh, robot. And I looked at him and I was like, no, Judah, it's too expensive. Judah said, dad, I really want it. My grades have been good. I've been real good. I've been doing this. I've been doing that. Uh, can you get it for me, dad? I, it's a gift. This is what I want for Christmas. Can you show it to you? you guys got a picture of it? Put the picture up there. It's up there. There you go. Look at it. That looks expensive. That thing had a camera on it. He was rolling on the phone. It would go around the house, around the stairs. It did all kinds of stuff. And he, this is what he wanted, though. Right? So Christmas came. Judah got the toy. And I sat there and I watched him. And when he got that toy, he played with it all Christmas. Then the next day, he played with it. Then the next day, he played it for a long time. This happened maybe about five years ago. So I go to my son just recently and when I was getting ready for this message, I said, son, where's that robot? He goes, dad, I still got that robot. Let me show you where it's at. It's still sitting there and it's nice and clean and pristine. And he took care of it. You guys, even though my son didn't earn that Mebo, he realized that gift was still a gift. What are you saying? He loved it so much he wouldn't get rid of it. We have this tendency to not take care of things that we haven't worked for. Let me help you out in, in today's society. You know what? why this country is so messed up right now? It's because so many people want something for nothing. If you don't work, you don't eat. But see, my son realized it was a gift that he didn't deserve, but he still got it. Some of us, maybe you're not even understanding that there is a gift that God has given us that we don't deserve called grace. And what happens is God has given us grace, but we take and frustrate the grace of God. Huh? We'll frustrate that grace. And then guess what? We don't appreciate the grace that God has given us. How do I know? Because we always ask him for more and more grace. Instead of saying, God, I just need enough grace for today. But if we get a gift from someone that has impacted our lives, we will hold on to that gift forever and take care of it. 
when God gave the church pastors, he gave the church a gift. You didn't deserve it. Can I, you don't deserve them. Christ gave the church a gift called pastors. Yeah, yeah. How many people here can actually say that God has tremendously uh, blessed you by your pastors? Amen. Jeremiah 3 and 15 says this, and here goes our scripture for today. I will give you pastors according to my heart that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. He said, I will give you. I will give it to you. He says, you don't have to earn it. I've given it to you. And I will give you this gift according to my heart. Do you understand some? Not a, a pastor that's after my heart. He's talking, you know, so many pastors, they don't have the heart of God. They have another kind of heart. Because the Bible says that your heart is deceitfully wicked. How can a man know it? But God has given you pastors. He's given you a gift that's after his own heart that will feed you. Not tickle your ears, but he will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Ephesians 4 and 11 says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. These are gifts that Christ gave the church. We didn't deserve the gifts. Judah didn't deserve the Mebo, whatever it was called. He didn't deserve it, but we gave it to him. And he loved it and he cherished it and he took care of it. And to this day, it's still there. The same way we need to love and cherish the gift that God has given his church. We need to love it, cherish it, take care of it and understand that that gift has been given to us by Christ himself. There is a need for the pastors to be appreciated and for pastors to be prayed for and supported and encouraged. You owe your pastors at least that much. Amen. Amen. As I close, you come and tinkle, tinkle on the ivories for me. Praise God. It makes me a little bit more spiritual when that happens, right? (laughs) Praise God. I want to read this scripture to you. We'll get out of here. We'll pray. Exodus chapter 17, verse 12. We'll read there. It says, but Moses' hands were heavy. And they took a stone and put it under him. And he sat thereon. And Aaron and her stayed up his hands the one on the one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. Now, do you guys understand what's going on here? Hopefully, you know, if not, you're going to know. While Moses, the pastor, had his hands up worshiping God. You guys hear me? When the pastor, Moses, had his hands up, worshiping God. The army of Israel prevailed in battle. 
But when Moses couldn't hold up his hands for the weight of his arms, the length of time, and the sheer fatigue of humanity, the army of Israel would start losing. But when Aaron and her, listen, I need you to understand something. This signified the church. And I'm, I'm, I'm about to get deep with you real quick. When you looked, when Pastor Moses stood and he looked across the valley and when he saw that the, the church, I mean the army of Israel was out doing what they're doing, that they were prevailing, that things were happening as the pastor was worshiping, Aaron and her would hold his arms up. But, but, but watch this. We have Aaron on one side of the pastor holding his arm up. And Aaron signifies the priests. The associate pastors that are there holding one arm up. The deacons. The ministry holding the arm up. And then there's this other guy that's holding his arm up. But we don't hear about this dude. we, We think of her and who's her? I don't know who her is. Especially during these times of non-essential binary names but it's they, them, them, her but it was her her came to hold up the arm and we're like who's that? well her was a representation of Judah Judah stands for praise Judah plows Judah wins the battle so when you have the you have the priests when you have the associate pastors holding up the arm all the leadership then next you have her and I think her is equivalent of she and she is the church the bride of Christ who is her will hold up the arms of the pastor Israel the church began to prevail I I had to show you something There's many pastors that have great leadership and have a bunch of people in the church that try to hold up their arms, but guess what happens? They still fail because we didn't address humanity. You know, sometimes the burden of a pastor is so great. You guys will never know it and they'll never explain it to you. Even Pastor Jay, childhood friend, of, of Matt and Crystal. Even they will never know the weight of it. They understand it. They know it because they know they pray for their pastor. They don't understand it to that level. But humanity itself will pull you down. And even though they're holding your arms, it's like a squat. You gotta, you start going down and, and the humanity will get it. But the one thing you forgot as the leadership and the church was holding up their arms before they ever holded their held their hands up they pushed something in between the pastor Moses legs it says that they pushed a stone underneath his legs i need you to understand this because it's not just a stone that they placed him they put a rock underneath him A solid rock, a foundation, Jesus Christ, 
the solid rock I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. Pastor Matt, before he had Aaron and before he had her, he already established the rock that he could stand upon. And God says, I'm going to make you a helpmate with Pastor Crystal. And they stood not as one or two, they stood as one. And God came and he gave him the provision and he left his hands up. And as long as his hands were open, he was able to beat anything that could, that, that could come against the church. Any, any, oh man, what, what are we having on, on Wednesdays? The, uh, Wednesdays for church on, on Wednesday nights. Constitutions. As long as he holds his hands up, he can fight that battle of people coming against our civil liberties. When he can hold his hands up, he can fight against all this oppression and racism. When he holds his hands up, listen, he can he can battle for the church. When he holds his hands up, he can preach the gospel. When he holds his hands up, the church can undergird him. When he holds his hands up, he doesn't have to worry about the humanity and the pressures of life. When he holds his hands up, God will sustain him. God will give him strength. God will give him courage. As long as the hands are up, the church will prevail. Every pandemic, every shutdown, everything that is not of God, no weapon that is formed against this church shall prosper. Anything that shall come against it shall not prevail. We as a church have to support our pastors. We have to know that they are called of God. That they have given the calling. Listen, saints. When the pastors have to deal with little, insignificant, snippy things of the day, then the battle begins to turn, and then we stop praying for our pastors. We stop encouraging our pastors. And what happens is, during this time, listen, saints, they forget what the battle's about. Pastor and I, Pastor Matt, we talk about politics. We talk about military. We talk about this thing. But at the end of our conversation, we know we are here to preach the gospel. I'm not going to preach about any other craziness or any stuff or things. I'm going to preach the unadulterated word of God. And Pastor Matt and Pastor Crystal have fortified themselves. They are steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the word of the Lord, and they're making sure that each one of you will get the unadulterated word of God. The battle is about souls of mankind and equipping the saints. 
Aaron and her supported Moses. And people, you need to support your pastors also. You need to pray on what you should do and how you should support your pastors. Not just in this season of pastor appreciation, but all the time because you don't understand the burden that they have to carry. Even though we say, you know, God, thank you. You know, your, your burden is, 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 is heavy and, and your yoke is light. Yeah, but you, you don't understand what they got to go through. You don't know what they have to do at night. And just, just one time, just one time, when you, you start feeling a, a, a division or, or a haughty spirit or anything like that, just step back and go, God, forgive me. I don't know what you go through. Pastor, I'm sorry. I, I, I just need grace. And I know both of them. I know them. They will give you the grace that you need to bear whatever you're going through. Thank you, Lord. You can help them by loving them, by praying for them, supporting them, and loving them in spite of their humanity. Listen, listen. Understand this. Praying doesn't mean praying about them or praying upon them. It says praying for them. Lord, just make sure that they do this. No. Pray for them. A pastor's responsibility is far greater than yours as a Christian for their responsibility is to watch over you and their souls. Paul tells us in Hebrews 13 and 17, obey those who have rule over you and be submissive for they watch out for your souls as though who must give an account. Let them do it so let them do so with joy and not with grief for that would be unprofitable for you support your pastors they are the called of God not just the desiring of God amen amen you guys give God a praise Another gift of this week is Pastor Kaya will be preaching on Wednesday. So, so make sure you tune in or come and listen to that. So let's go ahead and pray. Father God, we love you. We thank you for today, Lord. We just thank you for the word that went forth, Lord. And Lord, just show us ways to um, show our appreciation and our love and our support for our pastors, Lord. We love you and praise you. Amen. out we cut are we good all right hey i just want to make sure i'm not saying this on the live stream give me two minutes just talked about submission pay attention um i just want to make it abundantly clear okay um faith and victory church will be meeting at 9 and 11 every week okay um I, we're, 
We are in a season, there's no shame, there's no guilt, there's no condemnation. I need you to take care of your family and do what you need to do for your safety. And so if if you feel uncomfortable gathering or you feel as though this is not your season, there's no shame or guilt. I will be here with my wife at 9-11. I don't know who else will be here, um, but if it it comes down to me and Crystal leading worship again, we can do it. Um, But uh, now that being said, I need to remind you that as your pastor, you've heard me say this many times. There's mysteries of God that I don't understand. And so people say, what's the answer, pastor? And you would always say, I don't know. And so if you happen to get sick and you're out there and someone says, hey, where did you get sick? I don't know. People just get sick. Hey, it is, I don't know. Snitches get stitches. Um, all joking aside, make sure you download the app because everything's going through the app. Okay. Um, church services are going to be happening on Tuesday nights. They're going to look like Bible studies. Uh, there's going to be church services that are going to happen at the spot. They're going to look like working out. Um, but they're church services. We have church. We pray. We preach. Church services. Yeah, and we've got church service on Monday night. We're going to be protesting through prayer. Bring a brick. It's going to be awesome. Protesting everything. Okay? Download the app because all information is going to come through the app. Keep it off social media. Snitches.